5 o'clock in Pirate Country, and 94.3 The Game is going to get you home with the P-Man. In 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Lock it in, turn it up. It's time for the Patrick Johnson Show on 94.3 The Game. This is the flagship station of the ECU Pirates. Getting you home, getting you on the back half of the week. All downhill from here. Oh, oh, oh! All right, there we go. What? It's Ben Byron producing. How does that work? Give me a hey, Ben. Give me a little hey, Ben. I'm action sorry, here. I'm, I'm a little traumatized here. I, hey, I know, Ben. We'll tell everybody. There you go. We'll tell everybody why you're traumatized. Uh, I had somebody at lunch today tell me about. Well, we saw it this morning, obviously on the morning show. Uh, about the guy who, like, uh, Goldberg speared um, Dave Chappelle on stage last night in Los Angeles. It was like a comedy showcase, Ben. You know what I mean? Like, Chappelle would go up and do 20-some-odd minutes. I saw Chris, Chris Rock, Rock was, was there. there. Yeah. yeah, Chris Rock had a great joke uh, with Chappelle. But anyway, Chappelle's on stage, and this dude out of nowhere attacks him. By the way, our, our, our pal intern Chris is here. He portrays a prep in uh, independent wrestling. A frat hey, wait, boy from wait, ECU. Portrays, portrays, this is who he really is. I'm telling you, this guy's a jerk. <laughs> but anyway, okay. But anyway, I, I like him. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a big Chris fan. Well, you're, anyway, always, you're the bad guy. You love the bad guys. I do. I do. Um, so this guy, this guy spears Chappelle, and the, I guess security there. So they beat him, and now there's a video going around of the guy's arm after they beat him up. And Ben, I just sent you that email or the tweet that it, that showed the video. It looks like a that, Lego uh, man or something. Like his, you, I don't know, your I'm arm is not supposed to bend that way. Oh no, 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 it was like a pretzel. Whew, it was worse than a pretzel. It was like a piece. It was like a sausage link. So. <laughs> burnt sausage link. I mean, it was just, yeah, kind of like curled, right? Like if you if you cook the sausage too long and it curls, I know what you're saying. Yeah, it was, I mean, yeah, it was a mess. Have you ever seen someone who's kind of bow-legged? Yeah, yeah. See that was this guy's arm. His arm was bow-legged. I mean, it, it, it looked a like a rainbow. Oh, It, it looked like a dog turd. <laughs> I don't know about that. But I mean, it it was it was like a semicircle. I'm just throwing things out there now. I, you are. It's very odd. <laughs> it's very odd. I, none of it seems to be. But I mean, no. It's 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 not a straight arm. It's like a curvature, right? It's like a banana. It's actually it's worse than a banana. It, it it would almost be a full turn if you were driving on that roadway, right? That's a good way to put it. But um. <laughs> <laughs> But then Chris Rock says, as he as Chappelle introduces him at this thing in Los Angeles last night. This was like at the L.A. Bowl or something. This wasn't in some crummy comedy club. Well, yeah, they got Chris Rock and Dave Chappelle and I assume many others. So yeah, you can right. just throw this in wherever. This wasn't like those nowhere. bingo. This wasn't like these bingo halls that uh, Chris wrestles in. I mean, this was like a real you know venue. And 
the, the um, Chris Rock says, for a minute, I thought it was Will Smith. Now, that's a good line. That's a good line. Yeah, redeem himself are. a little bit. No, that's a good line. Yeah. That's a good line. Uh, it's great to have you with us here, our pal Brian Mull, in the uh, second half hour. Uh, we uh, I, Again, I just wanted to get your guttural reaction, Ben, to that whole situation. That was gross. I'm not sure how I feel about that. Uh, it's a little – Don't if you've got a weak stomach, don't look at it because it is not – your arm is not supposed to be positioned in that position. Why Dave Chappelle, though? Like – I don't know. Yeah. I, you know what he had? I don't know if you've ever, you ever seen those knives that are fashioned like with a gun handle on them, if you will? And you can flip them out and it's a knife. Have you ever like seen one of those? Like something you'll see at a flea market or something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Apparently he had one of those on him. Jeez. What a yeah. cool guy. We, we had one around the house here uh, this uh, past weekend when we were unpacking. And, uh, you know, you have like box cutters and scissors and yeah. You know, knives, but this somebody had brought over to help us unpack uh, knives this weekend at the house uh, or cut open boxes, and one of those was in the bag. That It's kind of interesting. It was sharp. That was a sharp knife in there. Yeah, that, I feel that like people that of... get those knives are, like, just looking for something, looking for a reason to use Could it. Could be looking for trouble? Yeah. So, uh, Ben, are you familiar with the Big Game Boomer Twitter account? Yeah, it wouldn't be. It wouldn't surprise me if it's run by a bunch of boomers because sometimes these lists are just way, way off. <laughs> Especially when it comes to uh, yeah. local social media personalities or the best podcasts in town or best yeah, Twitter no, accounts. I, you're really in a mood today. You're really in. This a mood is today, me. This is me. Well, you were worked up today. I got a diet coke in my hand, mood. jacked up, ready to go. Yeah. What is the deal with you and diet coke now? By the way. Uh, we just have a bunch of them in the refrigerator here at work, and nobody's drinking them. So I'm just like, hey, can't let a good Diet Coke go to waste. Okay. I I'm I'm cutting back on the soft drinks, Ben. I don't know if I told you that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. I've just had one. I had a Pepsi Zero, which I love Pepsi Zero, but I had a Pepsi Zero. That's the only thing I've had since Not too the bad. first week in, in January. Just one. That's good. That's good. Um. Big game still, boomer. Still, yeah, I'm still fat as a house. All right, so uh, big game boomer. has got 36,000 followers, by the way, Ben. But, uh, you know, it's a. That low? Uh, well, I'm they not fancy even themselves. Them. Like, usually, like, their posts are pretty big. I would have thought they would have had way more than that. It might be they get a lot of retweets, you know? Maybe so, yeah. They, they live on the retweets and the likes and the uh, comments saying, hey, where's my favorite place or where's my favorite team? Right, so they got a podcast, and it's 24-7 college sports talk is how they fancy themselves. Okay. So Big Game Boomer put out a list of the top 10 best college football head coaches in every conference. And, of course, my eyes went right to the American. Now, this was a, a first saw by an NC State fan. Uh, tweeting and, and retweeting and comment tweeting actually about and complaining about Mac Brown because even though they've got probably right now the better team, maybe the better program, there's an infor inferiority complex going on there, as there always seems to be, right? Yeah. And and so I, I, I of course you, you just roll your eyes when you say Mac Brown's the second coach in the AC, second best coach in that the whole ACC, ACC but it, lineup was just jacked. <laughs> Well, well, we'll get to that in a minute. We're talking about big game boomer here. So what do yeah. they know, right? Yeah. So then obviously your eyes go right to the American. At least they do with mine. 
and I saw right there at number six Mike Houston. I thought, huh, well, who's number one? Luke Fickle. Okay. Yeah, that's fair. That makes sense. That's like, that should be unanimous, you know. Yeah, that's more than fair. Number two, Gus Malzahn. I like it. He's got it. Well, so it made me start to wonder, are are we basing this? Is this a career? That's what I'm starting to think. But still, things don't really add up for me. Is this a, what they've done at the school? Be the best head coach right now? Yeah, is it? Going into the season, is it based on what they did last year? I mean, we, it doesn't. Big game boomers, surprisingly, does not list the criteria. I'm as shocked as you are. Big game boomer lists Gus Malzahn second behind Luke Fickle. And so I think, well, Malzahn's got a natty, right? Kind yep. of revolutionized play calling. I mean, I think that's fair, right? I mean, he's. A lot of what's being done now, Malzahn started. Is I mean, that's that's not an inaccurate statement, isn't it? Is it? No, no, I don't think so. I don't know so. if he started yeah. it, but he was he was in on it early and, and evolved it. Helped uh, revolutionize it, popular, popularize it, and all that. So, yeah. Yeah, okay. All right. And then I look, and there's Houston. Coached by Dana Holgerson. Uh, uh, I don't uh, I feel like he's underperformed since he's been at Houston. But we don't know he's what the criteria is for this list. Right. He's getting them going. I mean, he, you could say he underperformed at West Virginia, but he's always had his teams in the conversation, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Ken Niamatololo is number four, the Navy head coach. That one and I guess it, surprised well, but, me. But again, Ben, are we looking at, are we talking about track record historically? Because if we are, I could see that because he's had up until recent years some really good teams at Navy, right? Yeah, well, he's he's been to a ton of bowl games with Navy. Uh, whether he's been on the winning or losing end, I can't tell you. But I know he's had a decent amount of success at Navy at a program that previously didn't have a lot of success until what the in the late '60s, '70s, or something like that. So yeah, I mean, I can give it to Ken. He follow, yeah. Paul Johnson got him going. He kept it going. So I, I okay, yeah. Then then I see Phil Montgomery at Tulsa. That one lost I, me. That one bothers me more than the Ken one. He's number five, and I think to myself, Phil Montgomery from Tulsa, a good coach. You know, it's tough to win at Tulsa. I think that My- one berth two years ago where they made it to the AAC championship game just completely sold him on them because since and Again, kind of before we- that, there wasn't much to him. We don't know the criteria. And then they've got Mike Houston, number six. And I, I, I kind of thought, you know, well, not everybody is probably hip to the Mike Houston situation as far as what he turned around or is appearing to be turning around yeah well not everybody's a diehard ecu fan like a lot of these people around here but then i thought back well wait a minute they ranked phil montgomery fifth so this is not exactly some national dope (laughs) list yeah well because i mean you got i mean tulsa's a deep cut would you agree Tulsa tulsa does not when you talk about football in the american tulsa does not leap to mind nationally when I said the, that they were in a AAC championship game two years ago, a lot of people listening right now probably forgot all about that, the fact that Tulsa was good enough to where they made an AAC championship game against Cincinnati. Yeah. Uh, the always anonymous text line. I wish I had the power Big Game Boomer did. That guy never says a positive thing about his Texas 
and he tweets about graphics disparaging every disparaging them every single day. I'd love to put out a viral slander against my rivals. <laughs> uh, all right, so but going back to Mike Houston though, like if we're yes. just in a whole mm-hmm. career, he's a national championship winner. I get it. It's not D one. Malzahn's two. Yeah. Malzahn's two. He's got a yeah. ring. So does Mike Houston. Yeah. So does I, I guess it's how, how do you value Mike uh, Houston's national championship? Do you value it more than? A coach who made it to the AAC championship and hasn't done much else at Tulsa, or a guy like Ken who's had success at Navy, but it's been kind of very inconsistent during his tenure there. I mean, and ECU beat this past year. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that was. I mean, we almost beat him the year before without our starting quarterback. So then you have Ryan uh, Silverfield at Memphis, number seven. Rhett Lashley at SMU, number eight. Willie Fritz at Tulane number nine. Now let me. I thought it was too I'm low. Say one, way too low. That's way too low. Disrespectful. And then Stan Drayton at Temple's number ten because somebody's got to be number ten. Yeah. I mean, I feel like Willie Fritz is a good ball coach. I get he had a down so, year, but. So Rhett Lashley is brand new, right? To at least to SMU, right? Yeah. Yeah. Sonny Dykes went to TCU. Just yeah. hired him. Okay. So. Jury's out. By the way, where do they have Sonny Dykes? They have Sonny Dykes eighth in the Big 12. We'll get to more of this in a minute. <laughs> um, you know what I would say, Ben? I would say move Willie. I'd, I'd say move Coach Houston up to four. Yeah, that, that's fair. Niamat- that's fair. Lolo to five. Uh, I would move Willie Fritz up to six. Oh, I like that. I like that for sure. I mean, Silverfield doesn't have right? anything yeah. yet, but yeah. like kind of underperformed okay. at Memphis. And then I, I, if if we're so damn high on Phil Montgomery, big game boomer, just put them at seven, Silverfield at eight, Lashley at nine, and then Drayton at ten. And then the guy who was the coordinator at Clemson is now at USF. Yeah. I, I feel like they didn't give it much thought. You know, they probably weren't expecting backlash from fans of teams in the AAC so they just kind of didn't give it much thought they knew Fickle was the clear cut number one and then after that they were just kind of just throwing some guys out there I think the P-Man top ten is better don't you? Yeah no I think that's way better I mean Willie Fritz being what is it up here nine? I mean that's completely disrespectful I mean once again I get they had one of the worst teams in the AAC this past year but that was kind of an outlier year for Willie Fritz I mean he's not he doesn't normally coach teams to that bad of a record, I mean, he's had a track record of some decent two-lane teams in the past and some competitive two-lane teams, especially when it comes to their defense. So, yeah, that's just completely disrespectful in terms of you got, you're comparing him against a guy like Ryan Silverfield yep. who pretty much had the keys to be successful at Memphis and hasn't done anything yet. So, I mean, I, I just, it just surprises me, shocks me. <laughs> a guy who's not hasn't even coached at SMU yet is above yeah. Willie Fritz. I, that's wild. Yeah. That is wild. I, again, there's no uh, whatever the criteria is. It's whatever you think is going on. You just throw it against. It was like Ben guessing the ways to describe this guy's arm who attacked Chappelle. <laughs> he was just it's just thrown against the yeah. wall and whatever sticks. Yeah, let's see. Whatever sticks. Um, before we go to break here, let me make a mention of uh, this. Uh, Bobby, 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 I cannot find, I tell you what, get, let me go, let's go to break, man. And let me find this email. Um, 
we've got uh, a big announcement for for a charitable initiative we want to tell everybody about. And we'll take a look at some other teams on this list or other conferences on this list and coaches. I mean, we won't go into it like that, but uh, we'll do all that. And uh, we'll do that when we come back. Uh, So stay tuned. A way you can help some people who were uh, involved in just an awful tragedy a week ago and uh, more plus Brian Mull in the hour. So stay with us here on the PJ Show. This is Eastern North Carolina's home for sports. 94.3 The Game, the flagship station of the ECU Pirates. Welcome to U.S. Cellular. Yeah, hi, I want a new phone for free, but not just any phone. I want the newest, fastest, most storage-holding 5G unlimited data-using phone in here for free. Sure, your choice. Really? Yep. At U.S. Cellular, we put you first. So choose any phone from any brand free. Plus, get unlimited data for just $30 a month. U.S. Cellular, America's locally grown wireless. Terms apply to uscellular.com for details. We all love using Uber Eats, DoorDash, and grocery pickup. It makes life so much easier. Well, now there's cellular delivery. And the team at Cellular Warehouse has perfected the process. They will deliver your new phone right to your door with all your information loaded on the new phone. And the best thing is there's no charge for this awesome service. That's right, no charge for their delivery, and you don't have to waste half a day sitting in the cellular store. Call Toby Williams today at 252-799-7051 and let his team of experts make your cellular delivery today. Cellular Warehouse, your local U.S. cellular authorized agent serving all of Eastern Carolina. An important message from Byram Healthcare. If you live with diabetes, you know how challenging and painful it can be to manage your blood sugar. With private insurance, Medicare, or Medicaid, that can all change. If you test your blood sugar four or more times a day and inject insulin three or more times a day, you may qualify to receive at little or no cost, less copays and deductibles, a continuous glucose monitor, providing blood sugar readings with no uncomfortable finger sticks. It alerts you in real time to potential spikes with your blood sugar levels. Byram Healthcare is a leading U.S. provider of continuous glucose monitors. We carry most major brands and will work with your insurance to get your benefits approved. So if you have diabetes, call a U.S.-based Byram Healthcare specialist now and see if you qualify. 800-914-2037. 800-914-2037. That's 800-914-2037. Country Mart stores of Pitt County are locally owned and part of your community. At Country Mart, they offer that great Shell gasoline with Shell rewards that save you money at the pump. And these days, that's really important. And don't forget Smitty's Restaurant at the Highway 11 store with great lunch specials daily and Pat's desserts that will be the best you've ever had. The Stokes location also offers hot food. Country Mart with two locations, Highway 11 between Greenville and Bethel and Highway 903 in Stokes. Chico's Mexican Restaurant is where the fiesta never ends. Grab your amigos and head to Chico's every Wednesday for shrimp tacos for only $9.99. Plus, Wednesdays means all Mexican imports for only $2.50. Thursdays, enjoy your favorite beef, chicken, or vegetable fajitas for only $9.99. For Mexican food and fun, it's got to be Chico's in downtown Greenville and now available through DoorDash, featuring a half gallon of the famous margarita mix to go for only $9.99. Chico's, where the fiesta never ends. 
home of the ECU Pirates, Dan Patrick and Adam Gold. 94.3 The Game. Eastern Carolina's home for sports. And now, back to the P-Man. Back, back, back. The Patrick Johnson Show on 94.3 The Game. You will not hear this song a week from uh, Thursday. You'll be hearing the Chicago tribute band Chicago Rewired as our concert on the common. We'll be here Saturday and tomorrow night. You will be here Saturday in the park. Um, and of course, concert on the common is free, and it always will be. Well, we have gotten um, started up here. Uh, a, a, an initiative, the Community Foundation for NC East. And so when the concert on the common, it, it's something for the community to celebrate. We've never asked for donations, but we're asking uh, for donations next Thursday, and actually right now, too, to the Greenville Chamber team to help them recover any medical expenses. Of course, they were in that awful wreck um, a week ago. It was a week ago today. Uh, and uh, it's the Greenville Chamber Team Charitable Fund. Uh, they don't have it yet up on the 94.3 The Game website. We'll ask them to do that. But uh, they do have it on the uh, Talk 96.3 and 103.7. I did not check 107.9 in the break. But uh, WTIBFM.com is a good one to go to. Uh, and you scroll down. It's there on the left. You see the Donate Here tab, uh, the graphic. Uh they're also going to have a golf tournament. I had some people text me about this today. There's going to be a golf tournament on May 20th at the Greenville Country Club. Uh, and the money raised during that tournament will go towards uh, the Greenville Chamber Team Charitable Fund. So uh, teams for that golf tournament are $500. Corporate sponsors are $200. And you can uh, – there's a QR code on the website. You can go through – it goes through PayPal. And uh, we hope that you'll consider making some form of a donation, uh, be it online, be it participating uh, in the golf tournament. It's not a, an or situation. It could be an and situation. And then certainly we're going to be uh, asking for donations during our concert on the Common uh, one week from tomorrow night. So uh, check that out. If you're, uh, and I've had a lot of people since last Wednesday ask me about um, was there some sort of GoFundMe set up or, or something. So this is what we're doing to raise uh, money for all of the uh, chamber staff in Greenville that were involved in that uh, horrible, horrible, uh, devastating accident, including our good friend Trent McGee, who uh, I, I was corresponding with yesterday, and he's doing well, recovering. Told me he's moving around like a 90-year-old man, and you know what? I, I, I said, welcome to my world, McGee. Now you know I'm so grumpy all the time, right? An old man over here. Uh, about halfway there, but I, I don't know if I can, boy, I hope I can make it another to 90, you know? So, uh, we're talking about the big game boomer, uh, Twitter handle, Twitter account. They rank the top 10 college football coaches in every conference. Mike Houston, uh, number six in the American behind Ken Niamatololo and Phil Montgomery. Eh. Uh, Luke Fickle, one. Gus Malzahn at UCF, two. And then Dana Holgerson at Houston is three. Um, in the ACC, Ben, uh, it makes sense that Dabo Sweeney is there, right? I mean, that makes sense. Yeah, national championship winner. I mean, you can't really argue against that. These other guys, I'm not seeing a whole lot of national champions well, in the ACC. They got Mac Brown at UNC number two. Again, is this a 
career deal or yeah is this a career honor i mean but then they got mario cristobal who's been in miami yeah and he's yet to coach a game other than the spring game is number three yeah but when you look at philip montgomery's career he's got a losing record in seven years i, I yeah i mean I know. I, 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 how do you not put dorn over uh over mac brown I mean, Mac Brown had probably the best quarterback he's ever going to get at that program and did nothing with him. No success whatsoever. Dave Clawson, number four at Wake Forest. That's maybe eh, – I'd, I'd put him ahead of Cristobal right now. I agree. I mean, then, Wake Forest is consistently pretty good and shocks people every year. Wake Forest is a solid football program that nobody talks about. Uh, we got uh, Dave Doran at NC State, number five. Pat Narsnoozy, uh, Pat Narduzzi, excuse me, number six at Pitt. Could you imagine being a Pitt football fan? <laughs> well, our guy Mark Miller is, and it's Mark's uh, got to get some new teams. I mean, that, <laughs> how do you root for that program? I mean, I, I couldn't think of anything worse. Yeah, yeah, that, that is pretty bad. That's mediocrity there. You you know you're not going to be the worst team in the conference. You know you're not going to be the best. Not going to be the best. Yeah, you're just there. Scott Satterfield at Louisville seven. That's interesting because he wants out of Louisville badly. Yeah. Mike Norvell at Florida State is eight. What? I mean, he should be the bottom of the list, shouldn't he? Players hate him. <laughs> I mean, he's and been then terrible, Jeff, though. And then Jeff Halfley at BC is number nine, and Tony Elliott at Virginia is number 10. Okay, Jeff Halfley's had a bowl bid. I, I get they didn't play that game, but they've. Uh, they've been a whole lot more successful that, since he's that been That reason here alone, they should be yeah. out of the top ten. Yeah. That reason alone, they should be out of the top ten. <laughs> yeah. You talk to ECU fans, yeah, they, they, would, they would agree. But, I mean, Tony Elliott, I don't think he's a terrible coach. I mean, Virginia's always pretty competitive. I think they should be higher than, let's say, uh, Mike Norville well, they, at Florida State. Has, has Tony Elliott had a, a ton to do with him being competitive? Maybe not, but, I mean, I'm, okay. I, I, don't, I think there's, a, there's an argument for him to be ahead of Mike Norville. Well, yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I tell you what, we hear because I mean, we have to hear it all the time about the ACC. That's a that's a very unimpressive group. No, it is. It is absolutely. I mean, no wonder. Clemson I mean that that is that is Clemson and the seven. It's it's Clemson and the seven drawers. I mean, really? Yeah, absolutely. There's just nothing about that. Yeah, I think that's why people hype UNC so much when they start getting five stars. Like finally, somebody arrival Clemson, and obviously they never lived no. up to that hype. So no, not at all. Uh, just looking around the rest of the stuff, they got Mike Gundy at Oklahoma State as the number one in the Big 12. I think that's oh. good. I think Matt Campbell should probably be number two over this Baylor guy I've never heard of. Yeah, yeah. They got the guy at Kansas, number four. What the hell? <laughs> Kansas, great football program. Over, uh, let's see, Steve Sarkeesian, uh, Sonny Dykes. Uh, a couple first-year guys are guys who haven't coached yet, but... I mean, their career's got to be better Good than the Kansas grief. head coach, right? Oh, that's so bad. I don't know, though. Sarcasian. I mean, come on. <laughs> I mean, I, re Rick, I guess they're not, we're not factoring assistant, just purely head coach. Right. Even well, then, and he's look, still I, pretty high if you forgot it. Venables is number – Brent Venables is number five, which means we know one thing. Um, and <laughs> I, I, I – never mind. Well, they're just, Oklahoma page, mind. right? I mean, they started as Oklahoma – Type deal. Well, yeah, so, that's true. They're yeah. in Oklahoma, so I don't understand why they would put Brent Venables. Um, <laughs> do you? Well, they have Lincoln Riley number one in the Pac-12, so that I'm 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 feeling this uh this Oklahoma love here. 
By the way, I was going to say, this is not a Kirk Herbstreet list because he would have Venables number one <laughs> with a rocket. He, that guy loves him some guy. Brent Venables. No, Herbstreet really is. Uh, yeah, Lincoln Riley and Chip Kelly are the top two in the Pac-12. David Shaw at Stanford has been great. I think there's a surprise in uh, number 10 on this list, but uh, we'll get to it. I'll Herm? let you work your way Herm down Edwards? there. Uh, yeah, I think, Herm Edwards? Yeah, I think it's definitely way too low for Herm Edwards. I get they're not, yeah. I mean, a powerhouse or anything. But, but he's building it up. Yeah, I mean, they get, uh, they're ranked for most of the year. It seems like every season since he's been there. So, I mean, he's building something for a program that's been nothing uh, before he arrived there. So, The Boar 10, Ryan Day, Ohio State 1. Okay, I, I, I get it. I think that's pretty clear. Mel Tucker, Michigan State number two. Who's okay? All right, okay. You know who the MVP of the Mel Tucker situation is? Mel Tucker's agent. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah. They pretty much committed highway robbery there. Jim Harbaugh is number three in Michigan. No, that's disrespectful. I guess James you, I, Franklin number six. Now I'm no Penn State fan, but. Behind Fitzgerald and the guy at Iowa and Wisconsin, Paul Christ is seven. I think James Franklin's a good coach. Damn good no, I coach. Do too. I mean, he should be definitely top five in the in the Big Ten here. Um, I don't know enough about Conference USA. Our pal Rick Stockstill at Middle Tennessee is number two in that one. Bill Clark at UAB has done a fabulous job there. Will Healy at Charlotte, number five. They got Willie Taggart at number nine. Yeah, he's he's pretty low, pretty low for sure. Yeah. Now, if the if the Conference USA had eight members, and they might at this point just have only eight members remaining, and they listed Taggart at nine, I'd I'd, I'd I could understand that. Yeah. Uh, Kurt <laughs> Signetti, who was who took over for Mike Houston at JMU and was at Elon before, and he's a disciple of Saban, and he's a you know does a fine job, but they've got him three in the fun belt behind Sean Clark at App State and the guy at uh, Coastal. Well, this is just a nutso list. All right, so here's the SEC. Saban, of course, number one, right? It's clear. Should be unanimous. Yeah. Probably Kirby Smart, ever. number two at Georgia, right? Okay. Yeah, I like it. That's uh, jump. That's where you belong. Uh, Jimbo, Jimbo Fisher with the Jumbo contract, number three with A and M. Okay, I like it. Then they go. They go. Brian Kelly at LSU, number four. So they got to be going by careers. <laughs> that, yeah, guess. they got to be. Lane Kiffin, number five. At Ole Miss. Who hasn't done anything at Ole Miss yet. <laughs> hasn't done anything. Yeah, but they're exciting. They're yeah. exciting at They're least. exciting, but I mean, He coached the, the Panthers. He coached Matt Corral. And then uh, Sam Pittman at Arkansas 6. Shane Beamer, 7 at South Carolina. Okay. If Josh Heupel at Tennessee, 8. Hang on, Ben. Okay. Mark Stoops at Kentucky, who probably should be higher at 9. And then Mike Leach, uh, 10 at Mississippi State. I, I think Sam Pittman should be over Lane Kiffin. That might be a crazy argument, but once again, I don't know what the uh, what, what's right, the give credentials it, give me, for this list. Give me your argument why. Really I, I think Sam Pittman inherited a uh, uh, just a middle of the pack to uh, bottom of the barrel SEC team in Arkansas, and um, they were what top. They were cream of the crop when it came to SEC this past year. I think they finished ranked. Um, we're okay. a really solid team this year, undefeated at one point late in the season. Um, yeah, I mean, I think he's really turned Arkansas around as opposed to Lane Kiffin, who's, I mean, like so put, you said, they're excited. Put them ahead of Kiffin. Doesn't necessarily put have him the at five there. and Kiffin. Yeah. yeah, him at five, Kiffin at six. Are yeah, you but I, well, like we don't know what the criteria for this list is. If they're judging careers, I mean, yeah, I you guess know what you it put is, Lane Kiffin above. 
Tom Tom freaking foolery is what the criteria for this list. <laughs> uh, it's Tom just solely to generate, I think, comments, clicks, likes. Well, we've retweets. wasted thirty minutes on a on a Wednesday in May on this. So we as far as I'm concerned, it it's yes, it's great. I, I love it. This has been this is hashtag <laughs> content. We're going to this stupid Twitter account every day now. Oh, I just clicked on the guy's arm again. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> All right. So while I uh, shudder in horror at that. Uh, we'll get ready to bring Brian Mole in. I'm I'm glad to have him on with us uh, here. He's got a radio hit at six today, or some kind of hit. You so want to hit the Twitter poll though from uh, Big Game Bimmer? When Did we get it Twitter out? We, we we, we it asked up? the question. Just just reply to the tweet. Let's put okay, it that way. Okay, there is a there's another uh, Twitter. There's something else they put out. Rivalry games uh, that must be played every season. Okay. And uh, they have on that list, number 16, NC State and ECU. I, I was going to talk about that some today. I may save that for tomorrow because of the timing of everything now. But, yes, I, I think that one should I've, – I've revised my thinking on this, that it should be played every year. When the guy from uh, Pack Pride was on, I, I agreed that maybe it shouldn't be played every year. But now I'm, I'm revising my thinking, and it should be played every year, and I'll tell you why tomorrow. Okay. There we go. Right now – Let's go to Ben Byram. He has a 94-3 the game sports update. Then we'll bring Brian Mull in. It's going to be a lot of fun, so stay with us. Thanks, Patrick, from local sports. The NJCCA Region 10 Conference Tournament field is getting underway tomorrow at Big Rock Stadium, Moorhead City. The action begins tomorrow morning as Pitt Community College takes on Cleveland Community at 10 o'clock. Lenore Community College out of Kinston takes on Patrick and Henry Community College coming up at 4 p.m. on day one. It's a double double elimination tournament. The championship game is set for 7 o'clock on Sunday with an if game set for Monday. From the AAC, Cincinnati, Houston, and UCF are negotiating a $17 to $20 million settlement to exit the AAC and join the Big 12 in 2023. The AAC initially was expecting $35 million from each school to depart. Elsewhere in college football, the reigning Bolitnikov winner and Pittsburgh star receiver Jordan Addison has officially hit the portal. The front runners Delane Addison, according to multiple reports, as Lincoln Riley and USC. From the NFL, the Atlanta Falcons reached a three-year deal with defensive tackle Grady Jarrett worth up to $51 million. The Saints end up paying Tyron Matthew to a three-year deal worth $33 million. Cardinals receiver DeAndre Hopkins is shocked by his PED suspension and claims that he's mindful of what he puts in his body is confused by the verdict. Hopkins is currently suspended for the first six weeks of the season. And from the NHL, the Carolina Hurricanes host the Boston Bruins in Game 2 of their playoff series tonight. The game, the Canes took the first game and a complete beatdown over the Bruins 5-1. Puck drop for tonight's game is set for 7 o'clock. Current injury report as the Canes goalie Frederick Anderson day-to-day with the undisclosed injury. Antti Ranta is expected to sit in the net for the Canes while Boston is expected to go with Linus Ulmark in the net. That's going to do it for your 94th the game sports update. I'm Ben Byron Moore from Brian Mole on the other side. This quick timeout here on the Patrick Johnson Show. Online or on the go, log on to our brand new website, 943thegame.com, to listen to our top-rated programs throughout the day. You need to. Tell your smart speaker to stream 94.3 The Game to take us anywhere you are at any time. Just three words tell you everything you need to know. They tell you why we employ more than 2,000 workers at our factory in Virginia Beach and why over 10,000 local steel dealers are putting battery power in the hands of Americans. Just three words, made in America. 
real steel. Find yours at steeldealers.com. The majority of steel products sold in America are made in America of U.S. and foreign materials. Batteries and chargers are sourced internationally. Time now for an update from Town Insurance. I've got my friend Jim Clement in the studio with me. Jim, great to see you. What's new at Town Insurance? What's new, Henry, is our growth in this state. We have now exceeded $60 million in revenue with 300 employees over both states, Virginia and North Carolina. But North Carolina, our footprint goes from Corolla down to Wilmington to Kinston, Greenville, Raleigh, and our newest operation in Charlotte. So, Jim, well, what does that mean for all of your clients and uh, friends in eastern North Carolina? Because of town's massive resources, meaning access to more companies, and markets, we are able to serve all of our clients right here in Eastern North Carolina with their personal lines, their commercial lines, their life and health needs, or their small business needs. We continue to hear more and more about town insurance, and uh, it's great to have you in here giving us an update today. How about people who aren't doing business with you right now in Eastern North Carolina? What would you say to them? Come to town today. What's the telephone number? 756 8300. It's time to travel again, and it's time to enjoy the convenience of flying from Pitt Greenville Airport. Reservations are available now at AA.com. Whether you're flying for business or leisure, Pitt Greenville Airport and American Airlines can get you to Charlotte and then anywhere on the map. You can't beat the convenience of parking right next to the terminal and the short lines at ticketing and security. For your next trip, check out the great rates offered at AA.com and support your local Pitt Greenville Airport. Eating, working, living pain-free. These are a few of the things many of us take for granted. Yet for many United States military veterans, finding and affording oral health care is a challenge many of us don't think about. Dental Lifeline Network is looking for dentists who can change this. DLN is asking dentists and their teams to volunteer to see one veteran with special needs one time per year. Visit willyouseeonevet.org to learn more. That's willyouseeonevet.org. More than one million North Carolina adults never completed college. At UNC Greensboro, we believe excellence in education changes lives. That's why we provide paths to prosperity for more first-generation and lower-income students than any other public university in the state. We build the nurses and healthcare professionals, teachers and social workers, business owners and artists that make North Carolina better for all. Find your prosperity here. Visit prosperity.uncg.edu. Sponsored by UNC Greensboro and the North Carolina Association of Broadcasters in cooperation with the station. Pirate basketball lives right here. Right here. On the flagship station of the ECU Pirates, 94.3 The Game. Connecting with our friend Brian Mull joining us uh, via Zoom uh, here today on the Patrick Johnson Show. Uh, He's been uh, chasing the ball around the Palmetto State a little bit. Uh, is uh, he is he is uh, no longer mobile. He is uh, he is where he needs to be, stopped and ready to go to talk a little bit of uh, golf and some other fun uh, with us here on the PJ Show. Uh, B. Mole, always great to catch up with you, my friend. Yes, Patrick. Thanks for having me. Hope you're doing well. So I think since we last talked after you got back from the Masters, you uh, you had the well. We've had uh, we've had. Kind of some big names went out there. Jordan Spieth in a playoff at Harbortown. Uh, the next week, the the uh, the team event down in uh, in New Orleans. A couple of guys got off the schneid there, if you will. And uh, John Rahm with a return to form in Mexico. So that's uh, 
Those are those are all four with Shoffley and Cantlay included in there. Pretty big names. Uh, for sure. Yeah, it's been a good good time for the uh, the stars of the tour, the top players in the world, the favorites going into these events. Uh, Jordan Spieth certainly had shown some flashes early in the season, but been very inconsistent by his standards and uh, working on a swing change and all kind of came together for him there at Hilton Head with a phenomenal final round. And then, of course, winning in the playoff over Cantlay. And, uh, you know, when you look at John Rahm, John Rahm needed to win a golf tournament and basically just came out last week in a very weak field in Mexico where he was the overwhelming favorite and got a piece of the lead on the first day and held on to it, which is always a difficult thing to do to go wire to wire on the PGA Tour. And uh, I think that was uh, probably a big load off of his shoulders, a guy who's number two in the world and has had uh, plenty of opportunities since his U.S. Open win last summer. But uh you know, you, you got to collect those trophies while you can. It's a, it's a, sh it's a short window, small window for most of these guys, and uh, certainly uh, took advantage of it last week. And and you know, heading into this week up in uh, in Maryland, we've got another case with a guy that's uh, kind of the clear favorite in, in Rory McIlroy, uh, who will be looking to uh, do the same and, and defend his title at the Wells Fargo in a different state. Yeah, this is usually an event that is uh, played in Charlotte, uh, but uh, that's not going to be the case this year. Uh, it's being played uh, up in, uh, in TPC Potomac, so uh, which is a fabulous course in its own right. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I mean, the field is, is okay. You got Webb Simpson in it. it this is usually kind of his home event. You mentioned uh, uh, McElroy, uh, and then we'll get into the field with some others. Uh, no HV3 that I'm seeing uh, this week. I think he's on a little bit of a... Uh, a mode here after playing so many weeks on the road where he's off uh, days involved, Ricky Fowler's involved. So, I mean, there's some guys that can, that are capable uh, that are involved in this thing uh, starting uh, tomorrow uh, up in Maryland. Uh, but I, I guess when I, when I brought up these guys at one, it's always good. It's good for the tour. I mean, Tiger's great for the tour. He's the needle. Let's face it. I think the Phil thing, which we're going to get into a little bit more here before we say goodbye to you is interesting as well. Uh, at uh, at the PGA or at the U.S. Open. But uh, my, my other question for you is, for the overall health of uh, this sport that you and I both love, these guys that won this past week, that's or the past uh, three weeks, that's good. Definitely, yeah. You, you, need, the, you need the stars uh, in contention and, uh, and, and winning golf tournaments and uh, – you know, it's it's uh, just it's difficult to win. I mean, uh, Webb Simpson's had a great career. He's 36 years old. He's won seven tournaments. And uh, anyone who can get to 10 PGA Tour wins in this era, that's quite an accomplishment. And you just have to pick them up when you when you can. And it, it certainly, uh, you know, coming off the Masters a lot often is a letdown. You see guys take some time off, but but a lot of the top names showed up at, at Hilton Head and then uh, again in New Orleans and and. Uh, good for the tour, exactly. Keeps it moving along in this uh, as we have these short gaps now between big events, which is uh, really a, a neat way the tour schedule is assembled. Where basically starting in March till the end of the season in August, we have a big event, uh, you know, about once a month. Yeah. You, you need uh, you need some some names in, in, in those events to to keep the, the average fan interested. So Quell Hollow is not hosting the event this year because. The President's Cup 
uh, the annual or, or uh, biannual uh, event between the Americans and the rest of the world, the international team uh, is being held there in September. Uh, be a very strong American team and certainly the international team with guys like uh, Joaquin Neiman and Corey Connors and Deki Matsuyama is shaping up. Cameron Smith is shaping up to be quite strong as well. So uh, I think that'll be a fun golf course, especially with the closing holes there, the drivable par four down the stretch, the always difficult 17th. Um, I think that will be a, a, a very interesting uh, tournament and a great event for North Carolina. To, to have players of that stature and just too much to ask of the folks at Quail Hollow and just all the, all the infrastructure that's required, the volunteers and such to, uh, to host two tournaments in such a short span of time. Follow Brian Mull on Twitter at BG Mull. Uh, great to be catching up with our pal Brian Mull talking a little bit of golf uh, here midweek and uh, maybe a couple of other uh, notes uh, as we uh maybe uh, inter- kind of an interesting period for college hoops, which Brian covers so expertly. Uh, let me ask you a little bit about uh, Tiger uh, out in Tulsa practicing. I mean, we get the – it's still being talked about in a lot of golf media still. Uh, what, a week or two later? Uh, yeah, I mean, when, when, they put the, when you put the news chopper up, not drones, <laughs> we're talking the news chopper, that's a big deal. There's no doubt about it, and Tiger had his uh, – annual uh, fundraising event, the Tiger Jam, which he's had throughout his career uh, last week and certainly asked some questions about that. And even he's seen pretty much everything at this point in his career. And I think he was even a bit surprised that uh, <laughs> he show up uh, as he's often done through his career. He loves to get there early and, and, and get his work in, if you will. And uh, Kind of the golf course has been renovated since he won the 2007 PGA Championship there, and um, you know he, he wanted to just kind of get a feel for the changes, different grass on the greens. Gil Hance renovated, changed a few of the fairways, a few of the holes, and he had the uh, director of golf there uh, caddy for him. So certainly some great insight during his practice round. But uh, yeah, I don't know that uh, through all of his years, even in his prime when he was the number one player in the world, I don't know that we had news choppers following him around during a, a practice round a month before the event. But so it is in this day of uh, news media. You know, obviously, uh, I think it was a physical challenge for him at Augusta National. How does this course maybe, you know, suit uh, that uh, that pursuit of Tiger to, uh, to, to try to achieve another major, but also just in, in his overall comeback? It seemed like... Yeah, he, he's not going to tee it up unless he thinks he's got a shot. But I also think a lot of what he did a few weeks ago, now a month ago, I guess, at Augusta National, uh, or near about a month ago at an Augusta National, was just getting back out there and doing so on that grand stage to prove something to himself. Uh, what do you expect out of Tiger as, as he now has presumably been building his strength in those legs? Yeah, at some point, you just have to hop back on the bicycle and start riding again. And that's what he did at Augusta. And I think he, he proved a lot to himself and, and to the rest of the golf world in, in doing that. Uh, Southern Hills is uh, not a flat course by any stretch of the imagination. For, for Oklahoma, there is a, a little bit of undulation, but nothing at all like what he faced at Augusta National. And, uh, you know, now that the PGA is held in May, as opposed to August when he won it in 2007, he also most likely will not have to deal with uh, that was the hottest major in the history 
of uh, professional golf. Uh, they actually showed a replay of it uh, last night on mm -hmm. the golf channel. And uh, temperature was in uh, exceeded 100 degrees every day, topping out at 111. Uh, you could just tell, I mean, folks were miserable looking for the shade anywhere they could. So uh, from that standpoint, you know, certainly at that point, he was the he was in better shape than anyone else. Now he's he's got a few more years under his belt and I think he should be able to get around. And like you said, he's been able to uh, to build some strength. He was he was excited about that coming out of Augusta that now he was going to be able to go into a phase where he could build some strength back into that leg. And, and I think his golf swing and uh, what we saw from his putting stroke early in the week there at Augusta National, his touch uh, is still pretty good. So uh, I think, uh, you know, he, he could be a factor. I think we, we should expect him to play the weekend and uh, just kind of have to see how it goes from there. The great Brian Mull with us here. Follow him on Twitter at BG Mull, uh, also at the Caddy Network and uh, handicapping all the events, including uh, this week's. Uh, it was announced Monday that uh, Phil Mickelson has registered to play in this year's PGA, also the U.S. Open, uh, his uh, agent uh, making that announcement yesterday or two days ago, excuse me. So uh, as you uh, look at that, I guess no surprise, uh, you know, as big as the Tiger story was at Augusta and is, uh, for the PGA, this is probably uh, 1A, uh, oddly enough. It, maybe in some ways this eclipses the Tiger story. I don't know. This is a big deal. I mean, we've not heard anything from Bill in, since February when he when he kind of made that comment and said he was taking a break to clear his mind, get himself together a little bit, reflect, and uh, obviously feels like he's had ample time to do that. There have been reports and sightings of him playing golf in the San Diego area in the last week or so, uh, probably a few dollars on the line in those matches as he uh, likes to do to prepare himself and uh, look like he was in, you know, the same physical shape that we've seen from him uh, in recent years, wearing shorts, the calves were booming and, um, did he have the yeah, beard? Did he have the? It's kind of hard to tell. You know, he's he was hitting left-handed. Obviously, did did he have the, the 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 you know the I'm I'm going away for a little while beard? I I can I can't really tell in the uh, video. I couldn't tell if it was a full-on beard, but maybe uh, left the razor on the counter for a few days. Uh, <laughs> um, you know, that's going to be a huge deal. Obviously, he's the defending champion. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the, the oldest major champion in 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 the history of professional golf and he is uh, going to have to answer a lot of questions, uh, whether that will be a press conference, uh, as I would imagine. Um, the PGA of America typically uh, has its defending champion there for, for a, a big sit-down early in the week, or whether he just chooses to handle that in another way. But folks are not going to be asking him about the state of his game, but more about the state of his mind and his future plans as it pertains to uh, playing on the PGA Tour or, or these other opportunities that have been presented. I know there's been uh, – uh, his agent also said that he had applied for a release from the tour to play in the event that's going to be held in London this summer. Mm -hmm. So uh, we'll have to uh, – you know, they're, they're, uh, everybody will be paying full attention and see what Phil has to say. Uh, I'm sure there will be some type of apology Uh he uh, made some comments that I, I know that he didn't probably regrets and certainly did not want to ever be made public. So that that's going to be fascinating and certainly will eat up the story as much as Tiger did early in the week at Augusta. It will be the Phil Mickelson show the first two or three days in Tulsa.
Hey, Brian, uh, I want to grab a break. Can we do that and come back? I got a couple quick things to ask you uh, as we get set to wrap up the show, but are you good to do that? Can we grab a break here? Absolutely. All right, so we'll have more next. Eastern North Carolina's home for the Adam Gold Show. Come on in. Weekdays at noon, right here on Eastern Carolina's home for sports. I love sports. And the flagship station of the ECU Pirates, 94.3 The Game. I can walk again. I can cross my legs again. I can wear heels again. After years of living with chronic joint pain, Andrea Southern is now living a normal life pain-free thanks to natural biologic treatments at QC Kinetics. We tried everything, and my husband had heard the commercial for QC Kinetics on the radio, and he told me to call him and check it out. That phone call changed Andrea's life. QC Kinetics used powerful natural biologics to treat her aching joints. It's high-tech precision medicine that can restore and repair damaged joint tissue with no surgery and no drugs, providing lasting relief. I felt like I was in my 20s again. I could tie my own shoes. Really the little things that you don't think about. Pain in your hips, knees, back, shoulders? Get rid of the pain now. Call QC Kinetics. 252-765-PAIN. That's 252 765 7246 QC Kinetics 252-765 Pain. Dogwood State Bank is changing the landscape of community banking. That term community banking is not just a catchy slogan for Dogwood State Bank. They're really defining what it means to bank local. Big banks may want big business, but Dogwood State Bank wants your business, no matter what size. At Dogwood State Bank, your business is big business. Come to Dogwood State Bank and you'll see the difference. Dogwood State Bank with offices in Greenville, Moorhead City, Wilmington, Raleigh, Sanford, and Charlotte. Every two minutes, a woman in the U.S. is diagnosed with breast cancer. And in that split second, her life changes forever. The toll of breast cancer is great. The need to support those who are battling the disease today is even greater. We're fighting alongside patients because we know one moment can change a lifetime. United by hope, we can end breast cancer. Join our fight. Save lives. You heard the saying, there are two things every American does, die and pay taxes. Well, there's a third, watch television. Listen, we all watch TV, but it doesn't need to be cable. With a new dish about the size of a pizza dish installed on your home, you have TV of the future. Did you know with this new home service, you can watch TV at home on any computer or tablet that has the internet, even on your phone. Watch TV anywhere in the country. with this new Dish TV service. You can go on vacation and take your TV service with you. Even let your kids watch it at college. All for one low price. Locked in for two years and guaranteed to be cheaper than your cable bill. Call right now. 800-476-6087. That's 800-476-6087. And now, the stunning conclusion of the show. It's the P-Man here on 94.3 The Game. Ryan Mall, following on Twitter at BG Mall, is with us. Uh, you brought up the uh, we were talking Phil Mickelson uh, committing to the uh, PGA and the U.S. Open. 
Uh, Mickelson also, Brian, uh, uh, I, I, you, you mentioned has, has sought a release to play in the event in London, and that got me thinking about Greg Norman, and, and obviously Greg Norman's involved uh, with this Asian tour project, which uh, uh, the Saudis are funding, and of course this had, uh, this had everything kind of, uh, well, it led us to the point where we are with Phil uh, to a degree. But did you, did you get the occasion to check out? I only saw the back half of it. But the uh, the Greg Norman thirty for thirty. If if nobody's checked that out, that is some. Uh, that, I mean, th- those usually are really really well done, and that is one of them that to me that was extremely well done. I mean, they have they have they have the shark back at Augusta National playing around, <laughs> you know, kind of do basically back out there playing eighteen. Uh, amazing stuff. Uh, did you catch that? I did. It was uh, it was phenomenal. Uh, I, I generally tape those and, and try to watch them, but uh, that one was so intriguing. I watched it basically live uh, and was just glued to the, to the set. Uh, good for Greg Norman for going back there and kind of reliving uh, what was a disastrous day for him twenty five years ago uh, when he when he blew a six shot lead in the final round of the Masters and. Uh, really his last good chance to, to win a green jacket. Um, he had not watched any of the, the highlights or the replay of it, as you uh, can't blame him for that whatsoever. And they, he was, you know, sitting there with the iPad and kind of going through some of the worst moments of it. And you, you could just feel the, see the anguish on his face and uh, feel the disappointment for, for someone who, uh, you know, let's, let's not forget that Augusta national was a big part of Greg Norman's career. And that's kind of where he burst onto the scene in 1981. And, and then certainly had many great opportunities to win the tournament from uh, the mid eighties through that 96 event. And was uh, Greg Norman was the number one player in the world. He was uh, he was a dominant player who, who was always in contention in the majors and, and just struggled on Sunday. Uh, maybe attitude or uh, a little bit of grip pressure, or or just in, any number of things, but uh, well, also he had guy he had guys make hellacious shots against him out there. He did, he did, and um, you know, but if you if you make mistakes on the back nine on Sunday, or or just on Sunday in general, you you leave the door open for things like that to happen. Yeah, and uh, he he certainly suffered some bad luck. There's no doubt about it, but uh, he he had opportunities to win. Um, you know, he, he probably feels like easily he should have won the career grand slam and won six or seven majors. And I, I know if he's, he's, I know he's done that. We would think of him completely differently. Well, I know he's kind of persona non grata in some circles now, but I've always kind of, he was the guy before tiger became the guy, you know, he was kind of the, the mainstream face of golf, that era between uh, Arnie and Jack and tiger. I mean, is that, am I, misstating that in your opinion in any way no not 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 in the least uh he operated on a different level uh he was a worldwide player uh wherever he went he drew the largest crowd but he He, was a madison avenue guy i mean he was a pitch man of of you know huge magnitude no no doubt about it he flew that uh helicopter uh he, he loved uh i i remember the tournament that used to be held down at doral in miami and uh, they have three or four courses at the resort there. And, of course, the other courses would be – a couple of them would be closed during the tournament to regular play. And he would uh, 
park his chopper right there and uh, his, uh, his bodyguard would stand by it. And, um, you know, other tour players were rolling up in their Buick courtesy car and, and here came the shark, uh, in, in his chopper and he, he played golf that way. Uh, always aggressive going for it. And, and when he was on, uh, was, was, uh, he, he just had it, you know, though they had a, a large gallery, a lot, a lot of women following him and, um, you know, he enjoyed it. He, he was, uh, he was certainly the guy a lot. He rubbed a lot of people the wrong way. But uh, he he was the best player. Uh, he's, he's second to Tiger in weeks at number one in the world yeah. still. And, uh, uh, and and he and and he and uh, Jack Nicholas were were friends, which was uh, I, I didn't were. realize they were they were really yeah, tight. Yeah, Jack, Jack was uh, kind of his hero and his inspiration to play golf, as he was for so many of that era. And uh, when Greg relocated to South Florida, he was able to spend a lot of time with Jack and pick his brain and. Um, uh, you know, they became friendly. Jack tried to help him a few times when, when he was in contention to give him a few little pointers or tips to try to get him over the top. So, uh, yeah, I mean, what Norman has done, uh, he, he has been, uh, as successful off the golf course as any golfer, uh, put him right up there with, uh, Arnold Palmer, uh, yeah. as someone, yeah. everything he touched, uh, you know, he really, Made made business off the golf course a priority, and um, has uh, you know I don't know that he's suited to be the commissioner of a golf league, but that's a different different story. Yeah. Hey, Brian, thanks. Uh, really appreciate it. We'll catch you here uh, soon and, and in the coming weeks. Okay, Patrick. Always a pleasure. Yeah, it is. There he goes, Brian Mull at BG Mull on Twitter. Uh, running a little over here. Sorry for uh, all of the fans of uh, Inside Vegas. Is that what it is? What has it been? Inside Vegas? Straight out of Vegas. Straight out of Vegas. I'm sorry. Straight out of Vegas. Uh, all right. Uh, our pal Trent McGee back on Twitter. At McGee on Sports. How about that? That's good. Uh, Bruins Canes. The most viewed hockey broadcast on cable since opening night and the most viewed opening in uh, opening game of the NHL playoffs in 20 years. How about that? Big. I mean, How about Canes that? fans love their hockey when they're winning, but when they're not winning, uh, probably one of the worst attendants in uh, – Oh yeah, worst environments oh. in hockey. I'm on the bandwagon. Give me, give me a little uh, Kane scoring uh, horn here, Ben. As we go to break, siren sounders here. Yeah, a little siren sounder. Yeah, All right, little siren got, sounder. We got Lavelle Moten. We like Lavelle oh, no, Moten, no. right? Yeah, he's all right. <laughs> we got Lavelle's lady, okay. We got this lady named Artie Sequeria. I don't know if she won a contest or she's this artist. I oh, you're telling me who's? I thought we had the horn, the scoring horn. You were going to play. Oh, for no. the uh, we have that though. We have it. Why? That's what I would thought you were going to play when we do the, you know. The, yeah, there you there go. go. We talk hockey. We got to blow that off and reinstitute it because uh, that's, you know. Well, we used to All play right, so Lavelle Moten is, scored during our show, but yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, Le, yeah, we did. So Lavelle Moten is doing the siren. He's he's signing the siren, sounding yeah, the siren. Yeah. So the beginning of each period, they sign a little like uh, siren, like yeah, a storm I know. siren, yeah. you know, to get things yeah. going. All right, Lavelle Moton. All right, that's not a bad pick. Okay, I didn't know what you were talking. I thought we were gonna have a recording of Lavelle Moton. No, I don't no, know no. about that. All right, okay. Who else? Uh, we got this Artie Sequaria chick, um, good-looking lady, uh, based on her headshot oh. here. I don't know if she's. Uh, okay. I think she's just like she won a contest or something. I'm not familiar okay. with her. Then we got uh, part fans might not like this, but uh, they are in a Raleigh. So we got Tommy White, NC State's uh, DH, signing the siren, siren for the uh, Canes tonight. So I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. 
They had Hubert Davis do one before the first game. You, did you see that? Well, good thing they didn't blow a lead. Mm. Had a great yeah, lead. Yeah, that Carolina blue is just not a beautiful color. <laughs> Damn right, HV3. <laughs> Damn right. Uh, thanks to Brian Mull. Great to have intern Chris in. I've talked him into coming in tomorrow and talking to town. I'll be hosting for Henry the next two mornings. And uh, I will be uh, back tomorrow to wrap up my week here. Ben will get you to the finish line on Friday. Uh, ben, great job as always. Thanks to Brian Moe, if I didn't say that. And we will uh, be back uh, tomorrow, 5 o'clock, for more fun and frivolity on the Patrick Johnson Show. in Greenville is happy to support the community. At Texas Roadhouse, they not only want to be your favorite restaurant, they also want you to know they love this community and love supporting it. From providing food for charity golf tournaments to their school support programs, Texas Roadhouse is there when the Greenville community needs them. Also, it doesn't hurt that their food is awesome. Steaks, ribs, chicken, you name it, it's legendary. Texas Roadhouse, Southwest Greenville Boulevard, Greenville. If you were offered more than your car is worth, would you sell it? If you answered yes, then don't miss the one-day regional car buying event at the Doubletree Hotel in New Bern, Saturday, May 7th. We want to buy your car, and we might just offer you more than it's worth and more than a dealer will pay you. Get an offer for your car and sell it on the spot. Saturday, May 7th at the Doubletree Hotel in downtown New Bern. No matter the year, make or model, we're ready to buy all cars, trucks, minivans, and SUVs. Just bring your title registration photo id and all the keys for more information and a checklist of what to bring with you go to 